Welcome to the latest episode of Cool Culture Corner. We discuss ways how we can better involve our teams for better productivity, better profits, and growth. I'm your host for Cool Culture Corner, Ken Bader, and I have a real special episode today because sometimes I get a great guest on one of my, I don't even know how many shows I do anymore. It's probably close to half a dozen for different reasons. Maybe it's my own ego. Who the heck knows? Uh, But many times, I shouldn't say many times, sometimes I get a guest that is just awesome on one show and I have to have her or him on another show. And that is the case today uh, because I am bringing back Christy Lawler from CGL Consulting and the Witty Group. Uh, who has a wealth of knowledge, especially in the food and beverage industry. Uh, She was a great guest on Branding the Experience a couple months ago. So I wanted to talk specifically about culture and empowerment in this crazy environment that we have, rather than going through her bio again, listen to or watch Branding the Experience and find it. Christy, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for such a glowing intro. That was so super sweet of you. Well, I can be sweet sometimes, and I would tell you, too, that if you sucked, you probably wouldn't have even gotten your Branding the Experience episode aired. Well, I'm glad it didn't suck. Uh, (laughs) But I also appreciate that I I was able to give you a quality program, too. I mean, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm grateful for that. So thank you for giving me a second opportunity to talk more about my thoughts. on everything my, my pleasure my pleasure well you know we both work you have uh, more of a background and more expertise definitely in the in the restaurant and hospitality industry uh, mine is a little bit more on the financial side but we both work with uh, service-based companies so um, I like your take and approach on a number of things um, and you have, in my opinion, the right approach to culture and empowerment and team building. Uh, so I got to ask, in the land of, of COVID-19 right now, we're in late July. Um, and, you know, I, I originally thought when I scheduled you for this second interview that we would be talking about, all right, we should be just getting out of this craziness and let's talk about culture and empowerment and getting back to work. But instead, it seems like we're going backwards, Christy. Um, Your thoughts on that? (laughs) I, unfortunately, I agree with you. It does feel like that. And I don't love that. But it's, it's just the way things are. I mean, I honestly don't think that we're at the end of it either. I think that we're going to see this continue for quite some time and it's going to continue to evolve and we're going to have a lot of unanswered questions for quite a while because the information we can receive changes so quickly. Um, and it's, it's affecting every corner of our society and culture and business and industry, not just hospitality, but being the, that's the industry that pays my bills. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening she's making a very sad face right now yeah. which i could this is like a pout frown <laughs> with a little bit of like hostile nostril <laughs> <laughs> well you know it seems like it you know i i do eventually want to get to the positive uh, in yeah. all this and 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 what can be done 
Uh, but, you know, much like one of my favorite business books, Good to Great, you know, Jim Collins says in there, you know, you've got to embrace the brutal facts. Um, and the brutal facts is that, you know, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, it seems like. Um, we got, you know, here in California, and we talked a little bit about California and the issues before we even pressed the record button, but we opened up restaurants, we opened up salons, you know, people could get a friggin' pedicure again and everything. And then it was like just days after, like, no, no, can't do that. Um, and it seems like we evolved, at least here in California, I see this in other states, and you could speak to, to Texas in a minute, but we evolved to, all right, you know, let's shut down some parking spaces, let's get some parklets, let's get some people eating outdoors, and that seems to be working, we got some cash flow going through, the outside dining seems to be packed, people seem to be happy, and yeah, now it's like... A, nebulous let's shut this yeah. thing down again so is that what's happening in texas too well so they're they're saying that our problem what i'm reading is texas had an an aggressive reopening strategy hmm. which i feel like in hindsight we shut down preemptively i mean we shut down with the rest of the country everybody jumped on board and everybody was aligned and we all shut down at the same time but some states weren't as affected as others. And when, when that dragged on and on and on, some population centers that hadn't been affected adversely to see it firsthand and experience the fear that it created, they, they were like, it's, it's, it's overblown. So when they started to reopen, it was like opening floodgates and everybody kind of went back. I was one of those weirdos that was wearing a mask at all times in public spaces. And I got, I got the side eye a lot, but I was like, you know, until we're fully open, like this is the one thing I can do. It's the one thing I can yeah. control in this completely unpredictable and uncontrollable situation. Um, now I'm no longer minority. Everybody's wearing masks, but now they're talking about shutting us back down and they haven't yet closed our, they reduced our restaurant capacity maximums they haven't yet shut our salons i'm hoping that they don't because i can i can get a pedicure with a mask on. <laughs> true <laughs> um but i recognize that there's there's certain steps that need to be taken um so yeah it's just we'll see where it goes tomorrow's going to be completely different from today and the next day different from tomorrow so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely true yeah as we as we even talked about before pressing the record button um you know this is being taped um at least a couple weeks before um everybody's seeing this and so the the news today um is is baseball gonna shut down we just went through a, a whole friggin nice weekend of baseball and it seemed like okay even with ugly cardboard cutouts and all this other stuff it seemed like some kind of semblance of normalcy and yeah i even complained all weekend i says all right you know if we could have people eating outside in restaurants and we're not going to stop people from you know protesting and rioting and looting and being on top of each other couldn't we open up a stadium to 25 percent and then this happens <laughs> i know 
I know. I would think a stadium could open at 25% unless it's just so cost prohibitive to actually open and staff it. Maybe. Maybe. Because the spacing isn't an issue. Yeah. They have spades. But you think about what it takes to operate venues of that size and the staff. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. I did think the cardboard cutouts were quite hilarious, though. <laughs> I appreciated that. I was like, hey, is that a revenue generation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so much we could talk about on that one, especially when I saw a ball hit one of them and it cracked the <laughs> cracked the cardboard cutout. I'm like, does this person need to spend another couple hundred bucks to get a new cutout yeah. or do they give them a new cutout? I don't know. Uh, but let's go back to the yeah. culture and empowerment since last I heard this was a culture show. You know, in, <laughs> in your experience, you know, in the toughest times to to build culture especially to keep culture um, going, even if it's a positive team environment is in chaos. You know, yeah. what, have, what have you seen in, you know, we're, well, we're open, we're not open, we could be outside, well, we, could, we gotta be outside with a mask. You know, we're working, we're not working. Well, you can work, you can't work. You know, what, what have you seen in the hospitality industry that has been a struggle and possibly what works in terms of team yeah. building? in this kind of chaotic situation we're in? Well, to be honest, I don't think there's a single part of this whole situation that hasn't been a struggle. Yeah. I mean, nothing has been easy um, because it's all like, you can't, you can't plan for this in your wildest of dreams and then it's upon you when you have zero time to prep and you have to pivot immediately and change everything about your business from the day before. Um, what I have seen though that has been so positive is the majority of the communication coming from the leadership of my client companies, what I've been privy to has been incredibly transparent and very generous in spirit and giving allowances both financially and emotionally to their workforce whether they need financial help to stay in their homes or have dinner or whether they need emotional support because they are terrified of not going back to work and getting kicked off unemployment or they're terrified of going back to work and putting their loved ones with underlying medical conditions at risk. There is no, there's no right way to handle a situation like this. And, and that's not just company leadership. That's, you know, governmental leadership there's no right way to handle something that you yeah. can't see coming um and there's i don't think that anybody's handling it necessarily poorly i think it's just that information changes so frequently mm. that there's it's impossible to be correct all yeah. the time so i think i've seen that every every element and and level of leadership from privately held companies to publicly traded companies to government, everybody seems to be just taking in as much information as they can and making the best decision with what they're disposed to. And then when they're handling it really well, they're also transparent that this is based on what we know now. The next thing we learn, this could change again. This is an absolute, it's not a guarantee. I've had friends that have gone on furlough, come back, gone back, getting warned again, they're going back. 
I mean, and some that are just like, I, I just lost my job. Now I'm hunting for work. And I'm like, you and 25% of the rest yeah. of that it is a mutation. And I'm like, I'll do my best to help you, but it's slim pickings. I mean, there's, it's not just that there are so many people looking, it's that there are so many companies that are unable to hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, Bader Training and Consulting. Do you have a specific brand, culture, or strategy problem in your business? Maybe you know something's wrong, but you don't necessarily know exactly what the problem is. Well, BTC offers periodically 15-minute free strategy sessions. They're completely complimentary. We give you a tip that you can implement in your business that's going to help your brand, culture, or strategy in that 15-minute call. And it's not a 15-minute sales call. It is a deep dive into a specific issue that you may be having at your unique business. To schedule a 15-minute strategy session, go to www.btcinc.net and go to the Contact Us page. Simply put in your information, and in the comments, all you need to do is put strategy session and we will contact you about scheduling your unique 15-minute strategy session to help your unique business. About 80% of the time um, through this, I've seen some really great leadership, you know, even if it's in, I don't know, uh, but, we're in, but we're in this together type of, of an approach. Um, you know, I could probably, you know, in the 20%, I could probably give you some pretty good examples of very poor leadership and all this, but let's, 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 let's focus on that. <laughs> let's keep it positive yeah. in, in that, you know, I, I believe that the majority of stories, especially in the hospitality industry, um, is our people stepping up, um, even the public, uh, I'm very, very pleased to see and and traveling in some of the traveling is probably not the right word these days, uh, but being in some of the same circles that you're in here in California, I've heard very positive stories of people over tipping, people mm-hmm. being very cordial with with wait staff, uh, being very accommodating, um, and I've seen. You know, and, you know, some people may scoff at this, but, you know, walking around in my neighborhoods with restaurants, you know, I'm seeing these parklets full, um, which, you know, I am very, very happy to see because these people need money. They need this cash flow. um, And and I'm also one thing positive that I will say about the, the state of California, or at least these counties and communities allowing these parklets. Um, are giving these restaurants a, a, an opportunity to have maybe not as many, not having the capacity of having inside dining, but maybe having something that's significant enough to be able to pay workers and be able to, to keep the lights on and the water flowing and, yeah. and all that. Yeah, no, and I think, I, I think that's a wonderful solution where the weather allows it. Yeah. Um, it's trickier in, you know, states like Texas or Florida or Arizona where it's so stifling hot. Yeah. And the sun is so bad. 
because uh, it's just beating down on you. I mean, you have to like get a lot of umbrellas. I mean, there's a lot of expense that goes into it. So you have to measure a lot of ROI to be able to do it. Or in states like ours, where it's really, uh, you know, warm year round, we have the ability to open in those stages a little yeah. bit if we don't, if we can survive until then. But then the North, where <laughs> it gets cooler, now they're going to have to look at heaters if they don't already have them. So, I mean, that there's yeah. some challenges, but I appreciate that everybody is kind of just, you, you have what you have, right? And yeah. then you figure out what's next and what you can do with what you have. Because yeah. that's, I, and I read an article on LinkedIn just this morning and I had to like applaud the author. I was like, yes, it isn't waiting for something to return. It's what do we have now that we can work with? It's dealing with what you actually do have because that's the only thing we know for sure. Mm -hmm. So hoping for something down the line that's different or better is pointless because it means that you're delaying acting now. And we've seen, I mean, it, there was such swift action in our business to sustain it and sustain the people that make their livelihoods in our industry that was so inspiring. But we need to maintain that because it's not over. And mm -hmm. we're maybe in the middle of the tunnel we may be just in the beginning we may be closer to the end no one knows for certain so we should carry this positive momentum forward through this entire time and going back to culture the purpose of your show it's very important to just be honest and admitting you don't know especially as a leader right now has never been more critical yeah. admitting you just don't know is the the step one i mean you're not going to second base if you never hit first <laughs> admit yeah. what you don't know just to bring it back to baseball being yeah 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 well my my hope is is baseball will, will figure out a way but uh yeah. but it's not a baseball so, show so you know yeah. when you know it, it's your other point you know i worry about my hometown of chicago it i think they're allowing 25 percent capacity outside um <laughs> october October gets pretty damn cold <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen in about three months, maybe even two months um, over you there. Think about it. It's such a restaurant city too. Yeah. Like if Chicago, oh, I love eating in that town. I love eating in that town. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. And you think about cities that are completely driven by tourism. I mean, yeah. I live Vegas and I'm just like oh sweet god their population is quite small yeah when you think about how global of a city it is their actual population is quite small and severely dependent on that industry that is just who knows what's happening I'm scheduled to attend a couple conferences there in September <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna happen they've both been rescheduled already yeah good luck with that uh, you know be that you know Again, actually Actually, you know, in all seriousness, at this very time that I have the pleasure of speaking with you, originally I was supposed to be at a conference in Vegas, and it went virtual. Um, so, and it's a, always a great conference too, and it was always well attended. But yeah, you know, what are you going to do? But um, you know, going back to um, to, to culture. 
uh, and empowerment, you know, especially on the empowerment idea. You know, I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit is, is we've got people with different fears. You know, there are some mm -hmm. people with fears in terms of, you know, I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my income. You know, if you're opening even for two tables in the middle of the street, you know, I'm there to work with a mask and a shield and some kind of mm -hmm. Iron Man outfit or whatever the hell it is that we need to do. While other people are more concerned with, you know, yeah, the money would be nice, um, but yeah, I'm not going to go to work and then bring this home to my asthmatic spouse who, who would have an issue with this. And then you even have the, the issue and, you know, I don't know if this is the case in Texas or if you've seen this, you, you literally have people that say, you know what, I'm making more on unemployment right now than I can make at your restaurant. So even though you need me and I could work why would I want to bust my ass when I'm getting money for free sitting at home watching Netflix? So how do you deal with all of that from a culture and empowerment standpoint in the hospitality space? I know you've got a quick, you know, a quick fix silver bullet for us. Oh, I wish I did. Yeah. I keep that in my pocket right next to all of my hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> no, and the funny thing is, I don't know if this is a, a, a federal thing or if it's just state to state, but if you are offered your job and you decline it, you lose your unemployment. Technically, if they find out about it, yeah. Okay, so the option is to lie to a government entity? Because that, well, that never happens. Over yeah. real well. I know. So then you're, yeah, I mean, I, and it's not even necessarily greed based, like you're making more money. It's that then nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. And if you go off, you may not be able to go back on. Oh my God. Talk about a nightmare situation with no solutions. And a yeah. lot of companies have done a fantastic job. Um, I could speak for my clients of supporting their workforce to make sure that they are cared for. And a lot of this is the culture that they've already created internally, and now they're sustaining it in new and different ways, whether that's opening the kitchen up and allowing the employees to take home groceries that would be spoiling in the next day or two. Anyway, I mean, you think about how often we waste food in this industry, and as a country as a whole, there's a lot of food waste yeah. well, right yeah. now that food really, really matters to a whole lot more people than usual. So I've had a client that said, Hey, we're going to close everybody go to your location, go to the location close to your house. Doesn't matter if it's one of our restaurants, go there, drain that kitchen of all perishable goods. Yep. Take it. With you. And they turned themselves into a free grocer mm -hmm. for the and that was a beautiful thing because, I mean, they didn't have to do that, but it was a really good, purposeful thing to do because they didn't know if they were going to reopen in a few days. They didn't know if it was going to take a few weeks, but if the food was going to spoil within a month, they gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the positive thing is, you know, all BS aside, it's those types of activities. Um, granted, if it's a one location restaurant, you're closing down and you send perishables home, you, you know, 
and you never open up a restaurant, then it's just feels good. But if you open up another restaurant, if it's a chain, if it's, if it's, um, something of that nature, yeah, those types of actions, you know, are going to carry over. Yeah. Yes. You know, you're always going to have that one out of 10 that just take advantage of you, but then there's that nine out of 10. And I've heard these stories too, um, you know, for a lot of businesses, you know what, I, I, I can make more right now in unemployment yeah. than coming to work, but you know what, this is the right thing to do. I want to work. I can work mm -hmm. and this business needs me. And so therefore I'm going back to work. And I think yeah. that goes back to, you know, it, it, having that positive culture in the first mm -hmm. place, because I got to tell you, you know, in normal times, there are, you know, it's been quite a while because I work for myself, but in normal times, I have literally walked away from a job that particular day because I just could not stand the culture. And I just yeah. said, you know what, I don't need this. I'll figure out another way. You know, you can yeah. go blank um, yourself. Um, so yeah. to, to do that, you know, it troubled times. You know, yeah, to say I'm going to back back to work for you speaks volumes to the culture of that restaurant or bar or salon or, or any self any service based yeah. business. Absolutely, because it shows that your employees actually trust you yeah. as a leader. And if they don't have trust, they have nothing really. Mm -hmm. But they're they're really by coming back and going off unemployment and not knowing what the other side of it looks like. They're telling you they trust you. You have done something right mm -hmm. in creating and sustaining your internal culture where that people are willing to go to bat for you when it's absolutely terrifying at times and there are no quick answers or solutions available. So I'm, I'm very proud of all of my clients because they've all done this. They've put their employees first. And by doing that, they've also put their customers first. Yeah. And we see this shift where it used to be focus on keeping the customer happy. And now it's focus on keeping the workforce happy and healthy. We were long overdue for putting the workforce before the customer because the customer is fickle. Your <laughs> workforce is truly the only loyalty you have. Your workforce, if they're loyal to you, they'll create loyal customers. Right. They're unhappy. Forget about customer loyalty. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, you're exactly right. You know, I've, I've heard this going back to the 90s, and I believe this mantra is if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customers. Um, and, you know, because a lot of the times, you know, the brand has to do with that waiter or waitress or bartender or the, the hairdresser or what have you. It's like, I want this person. Um, and I see that in finance too, in, in brokerage and even banking. It's like, I want Mary the teller, you know, she knows how I want my freaking change. Um, you know, so taking care of your employees you know, is, is like you said, taking care of your customers. Um, it, and I'm glad to see a lot of that type of leadership in this chaos here. Um, to kind of wrap up a little bit, let's say, you know, as I said, we're going to go into a positive mode here. Uh, from a positive standpoint, um, you know, a lot of people working on vaccines out there. 
Um, and, you know, just if a vaccine comes tomorrow, we're still not completely out of the woods. We got things that need to, to be taken care of. Uh, personally, because it is all about me, I own stock in Pfizer. So I'm cheering for Pfizer. Uh, to come up with this, you know, maybe if, yeah, maybe if they, if they come up with this first, then, you know, maybe I could retire uh, on my 100 shares. <laughs> but anyhow, I'm so, for you, Ken. I'm rooting for you. So go Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's say, you know, all right, you know, somebody does come up with a vaccine or a couple places do, a couple pharmaceuticals, and it works, and we start getting out of this. You know, from an empowerment standpoint, you know, how do we take advantage of that in the hospitality industry? You know, especially, you know, there'll still be people afraid. There's still going to be people that don't have a lot of money. You know, how, how, do, how do we leverage that eventually? Because eventually this is going to look different. Maybe it doesn't yeah. happen until a year from now, but this will look different. You know, how do we leverage, you know, when we're getting out of this to really rebound as a culture uh, for our organization? You know, that's an excellent question. And I every and once I in a while that. I ask one of those. Yeah, thanks for pointing. You out. ask them all the time. You really <laughs> don't, even be, don't even be coy. And no, honestly, when I when I talk about culture or and teach cultural strategy to companies, I always focus on creating a culture based on what you already have. Mm -hmm. So like a, an in-depth dive on where they where they think they are versus where their employees think they are where they want to go versus where their employees think they can go and then kind of work within those ideals on because they're always on opposite ends of the spectrum right um but i think that by when we talk about empowering people one it starts with being a vulnerable based mm -hmm. and sensitivity based leader um speaking from a place of truth honesty and authenticity to the workforce letting them know that you actually forgive my language give a shit yeah because that's important don't mistake it is it. It <laughs> um, and it requires an expletive to fully punctuate it yeah you know, <laughs> I, um, I understand i i embrace it with you go for it <laughs> um yeah but i think that making these strides where it may cost the company dollars, but the rewards in the long-term ROI is immeasurably beneficial. Because if you, if the vaccine becomes available, make sure your workforce has access to it. Mm -hmm. Include it as a free benefit. You know, we will vaccinate you if you're willing to return to work. If you trust us to come back in here and help us rebuild and come back together, we will give you the tools to keep you and your family safe. We will continue to provide support. And it goes back to what I teach when, when I'm hired to consult on these uh -huh. cultural strategies for clients. I teach them how to create brand ambassadors out of their existing workforce. Because employees are one thing. Yeah. Brand ambassadors that work with you are on a whole other level uh -huh. and it it's just amazing what can happen when the people that are the, the forward facing the customer facing uh -huh. your company or brand actually are ambassadors for said company or brand that's just that's going to create the loyalty that you'll need to sustain in the long term and thrive yeah. 
Yeah, it's great point. Um, yeah, I am so with you on the brand ambassador idea um, that if you, if you really embrace, I think that when you get to that level, it's, it's because you really truly embrace that concept we talked about earlier of if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customers. Um, and I've got a perfect example of that just about a month ago. Uh, place I love here in Long Beach, California, I'll give them a shout out because I always get good service over there, um, is Dog's Bar and Grill. And yeah, they've had their struggles even before COVID with fires and all kinds of other things. Mm. And they keep on going past the, those hurdles. Um, and they're doing what they they need to do. And, and actually, it's the only place I know of close to my house where I can get a true Chicago dog, not, you know, something um. that's kind of like a Chicago dog, but they make it just like they do in Chicago. But anyhow, I digress. But yeah, I know one of the workers there who's actually going to school to be completely something different. She, he's going to school to be an RN. Um, and he posts you know, on Instagram and Facebook, you know, hey, I'm going to be working tonight, you know, at dogs, you know, come see me, da 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 And that's a brand ambassador. Yes, Because that's, that's somebody that's not saying, oh, shit, I got to go back there again tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. somebody saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be working tonight. You know, I'm working yeah. the, you know, the 7 p.m. to midnight shift and I'm looking forward to it. You know, yeah. come join me. You know, and that's, that's a brand ambassador. And if, and if you treat your people like crap, I guarantee you, you're not going to get that kind of Instagram or Facebook post. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. No, you, because we've all had the experience where we've had a server that clearly loves what they're doing or a bartender, even a busser or a host, doesn't matter. And then we've all had the experience where you're like, wow. Could you be any more angry that I ordered iced tea? Yeah. <laughs> Did I personally offend you? Or do you just hate life in general? Or do you <laughs> dead? Like something happened and it could be personal or professional, but it's sometimes you can tell and don't like, have you ever sat at a table and your server has complained about the company to you as the guest? Yeah. I've had that. <laughs> I think I've actually been that server or bartender in previous roles when I was behind the stick, right? Yeah. Those days. I think I've probably done that. I'm sure. Because I've definitely been, I've been a brand ambassador for companies I've worked for too. Yeah. But that is the key is as a, as a leader, just ask yourself like, hey, <laughs> are my people going home and relieved that their shift is over? Or yeah. telling their friends how awesome today was. Yeah. What do you want them to say about you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And fortunately, I have a number of stories like that. And I'm happy to see them still happening, even in this chaos. Yeah. Um, and I could definitely be on for another hour with you. But uh, I reserve the right. <laughs> exactly. I reserve the right to, to bring you back again, because I always enjoy our conversation. Um, I always agree with what you're saying and because it, it is my ego and it is about me. I like having people on that agree with my oh, thought that you process. recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
honest. You know what? I'm gonna just put it out there. It is it is what it is. Uh, but really enjoy talking to you as always. Um, just to clo- just to close out for those folks in the hospitality industry that could really use your assistance, even in these chaotic times, how best can they find you? Oh, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, the best way to find me is uh, just, just go to our website because everything is there. It's very simple. C-J-L consults, that is plural, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-S dot com. Everything is there, how to reach us, all about the, the foundation and what we do to benefit the industry as a whole. A little bit about everything, but you, you put on a spectacular program, sir. I must applaud you because <laughs> I always enjoy talking to you. I always laugh my way through it. Good, good. I, I, that's very, very sweet and nice of you. Um, you know, I, I know these are tough times. Uh, I try to have as much fun on this show as, as I can. Uh, and always have a lot of laughs with you. So thanks again for, for being with us today, Christy. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. And thank all of you for listening to this episode of Cool Culture Corner. And as always, even in these rough times, here's hoping that you have a Cool Culture Corner at your unique business.